We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Project Veritas strikes again. Yep. And they did a job on CNN a couple of weeks ago. I'm sure you saw all that stuff, the undercover video. Well, now it's ABC. Now, this is an ABC anchor. She's a regular on Good, Good Morning America. Uh, she's sitting in a, stu- uh, in a studio back in August. It's Amy Robach. She's mic'd up. She doesn't know her mic is hot, or at least she doesn't think that if it is hot, what she's saying is going to be recorded and then played for the world a couple of months later. Somebody at ABC obviously decided to give it to Project Veritas, and the woman she refers to is Virginia Roberts in this uh, in this uh, audio. And Virginia Roberts is one of Epstein's victims, Jeffrey Epstein's victims, who came forward after staying quiet for 12 years. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story. And then um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. I, I tried for three years to get it on to no avail. And now it's all coming out. And it's like these new revelations. And I freaking had all of it. I, I, I'm so pissed right now. Like every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh, my God. We it was um, what, what we had was unreal. Other women backing it up. Hey, yep. Brad Edwards, the attorney three years ago, saying like aunt, like. We, there will come a day where we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. I had it all three years ago. Yeah, and ABC, um, sounds to me like ABC did a nice job of covering up for what she referred to as the, uh, the most the prolific pedophile in American history. Remember, this is the this is the network that's so woke and so concerned about women's rights and and uh, the Me Too movement and what you know what what we went through with the uh, Brett Kavanaugh hearings. So this video is everywhere today. And then Amy Robach said this. I'm guessing to save her job. She says this is her statement. As a journalist, as the Epstein story continued to unfold last summer. I was caught in a private moment of frustration. Uh, yeah, you were, uh, actually. That's why it's a big deal, because <laughs> it was private, you thought, and you were frustrated, and it was captured on video. But yeah, you were caught in a private moment of frustration. In other words, you were speaking what, what you thought was, uh, what, you, you thought you were in a private situation, and you were saying things you would never say publicly. That's the whole point and the whole value of this video. Anyway, she goes on to say, I was upset that an important interview I had conducted with Virginia Roberts didn't air. Now listen to this. Because we could not obtain sufficient corroborating evidence to meet ABC's editorial standards about her allegations. If you listen to that, I, I, I don't want to play you the whole sound bite again from her. But she says it didn't air because we could not obtain sufficient corroborating evidence. She's speaking from the heart when she's caught unawares. And when she's speaking privately, she never says anything about not having corroborating evidence. And not, she didn't say, oh, I was so upset. I really think we had a good story, but we just couldn't corroborate it. That's, I think, what she would have said if she wasn't, um, if she was telling the truth here. She's lying here. Uh, I was upset that an important interview I had conducted with Virginia Roberts didn't air because we could not obtain sufficient corroborating evidence to meet ABC's editorial standards about her allegations. What a steaming pile of horse manure.
Oh, she didn't say that. I did. My comments about Prince Andrew and her allegation that she had seen Bill Clinton on Epstein's private island were in reference to what Virginia Roberts said in that interview in 2015. I was referencing her allegations, not what ABC News had verified through our reporting. If you heard the video, the audio clip, she says, we had everything. We, we, meaning ABC, we had everything. Pictures, so you had, they have pictures somewhere. Uh, and so she says, I was referencing her allegations, not what ABC News had verified through our reporting. That's another lie. The interview itself, while I was disappointed it didn't air, again, didn't meet our standards. Uh, what a, just a pile of steaming horse manure. In the years since, no one ever told me on the team, or the team, to stop reporting on Jeffrey Epstein, and we have continued to aggressively pursue this important story. Now, I, my guess is that uh, whoever the boss is at ABC, and by the way, I think the, uh, I think the news director, uh, the, the, uh, the uh, head of the news department there at ABC, uh, back when this story might have been beginning, was the brother of someone in the Obama administration, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or maybe the husband, the husband. Anyway, uh, so that's what that's what Amy Robach uh, puked out today as a statement and expects anybody to believe it. Uh, just ridiculous. But then ABC News came out with this statement. At the time, and not all of our reporting met our standards to air, but we have never stopped investigating the story. Ever since we've had a, t a team on this investigation and substantial resources dedicated to it, that work has led to a two-hour documentary and six-part podcast that will air in the new year. Okay? Again, a steaming pile of horse manure. Uh, how many people were and are involved in covering up this Jeffrey Epstein story? Now, the Daily Caller pointed out today that Epstein hosted a party back in 2010 at his house for Prince Andrew, one of the people accused by Virginia Roberts of being on the plane with the young girls. Uh, George Stephanopoulos was at the uh, party, and so was Katie Couric. I believe that Katie was the CBS News Evening News anchor at the time. They were both there at Jeffrey Epstein's house, okay? And uh, a Daily Caller also reported that a longtime New York Times writer named Landis Tom, Landon Thomas Jr. got a $30,000 donation from Epstein, for what I don't know. So does anybody believe that this guy, Epstein, killed himself? Anybody? Well, here's a guy who doesn't. It's uh, Dr. Michael Bodden. He's a former New York chief medical examiner. He was there for the autopsy on Epstein's body. He has said that the injuries to Epstein's neck didn't look like they were from a hanging because of the bones that were broken, but that they were from strangulation. He was on Fox and Friends a couple of days ago. You know, this struck me as odd. I don't know if it is odd, though, that the New York City, the chief medical examiner who issued um, the evaluation was not at the autopsy. Is that strange? Well, she wasn't at the autopsy. She, she never saw the body at all. And uh, she. what's strange is that she... Uh, overrode the initial death certificate pending further investigation by calling it a suicide within a few days when the medical examiner who did the autopsy didn't have the information to do that. And I was at the autopsy and the autopsy showed that the neck had been crushed. Not, it wasn't due to a ligature, and the, there was no evidence that he was hanging. See, the medicine, because of the, the photograph, the ligature was tied, the end of the ligature was tied about three feet off the ground to the bed pole, and he was on, on the ground. You can't be hanging in that situation. We actually have a statement from that chief medical examiner, Dr. Barbara Sampson. Uh, this is from Thursday, and it says the original medical investigation was thorough and complete. There is no reason for a second medical investigation by our office. Yeah, but the investigation still hasn't been finished. It's not complete. We're, who? What did the guard, the other inmates say? The normal uh, investigation in a death in prison, if it were Rikers Island, any New York, would, the police would go in and would interview all the inmates who were around in the area. They would take the ligature and do DNA to see whose uh, DNA is on the ligature. Uh, none. They would, they would not let the body be removed till they got photographs of how the body was. 
Yeah, so uh, this Epstein guy appears to appeared to have uh, had a lot of really good friends in important places, or important friends in pretty important places. Um, somebody's covering up a lot of things, uh, or so, a lot of people, or I guess there's a better way to put it, are covering up a lot of things. This is a story that nobody should believe, This uh, what's being told right now. Nothing that uh, that's coming out on the surface is, I'm sorry, I don't. you can believe it if you want. I know I don't. And then... The Epstein story apparently is a really big joke to Hillary Clinton. Here she is on Comedy Central with Trevor Noah the other night. Hillary, I have to ask you a question that has been plaguing me for a while. How did you kill Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> because you, you, you're not in power, but you have all the power. <laughs> I, I really need to understand how you do what you do. <laughs> Because you seem to be behind everything nefarious, and yet you do not use it to become president. <laughs> what is the game plan? <laughs> well, Trevor. What is, what, but honestly, though, what does it feel like being the boogeyman of the right? Uh, well, it's, it's a constant surprise to me. <laughs> um, because the things they say, and now, of course, it's on steroids with uh, being online... Uh, are so ridiculous beyond any imagination that I could have, and yet they are so persistent in putting forth these crazy uh, ideas and theories. Honestly, I don't know what I ever did to get them so upset. Uh, but a lot of them live to come up with these conspiracy uh, theories, and you know, I've gotten kind of used to it. It's been going on for a number of years. Yeah, I should have gotten the clip, I just thought of it now, uh, of uh, Hillary saying uh, that the Monica Lewinsky story was just a vast right-wing conspiracy. I think that's pretty much what she and Trevor were kind of chuckling about there, this, all these right-wingers coming up with all these conspiracies. This is a woman who went on national TV and said that the Monica Lewinsky uh, accusations and the whole story was nothing but a vast right-wing conspiracy. So how's the media doing on this story so far? There can't be anybody left in America who thinks Epstein killed himself. And it's hard enough to find the truth that the government is part of a cover-up, but it gets a lot harder when the media are helping out. Now, I'll get back to ABC and credibility. It was ABC that went on the air on the evening news a couple of weeks ago and said this about the attacks on the Syrian border. This video, obtained by ABC News, appears to show the fury of the Turkish attack on the border town of Talabia. A border town bombarded by Turkey's military. This video right here appearing to show Turkey's military bombing Kurd civilians in a Syrian border town. The Kurds who fought alongside the U.S. against ISIS. Now horrific reports of atrocities committed by Turkish-backed fighters on those very allies. Yeah, the only problem with that is that... The <laughs> The video that appears to be on the Syrian border actually was a shooting range, a video from a shooting range in Kentucky. Lots of people should have been fired for that. Uh, I don't know if anybody was. Uh, ABC also ran the video the next day on Good Morning America. They made a correction on Twitter that day, but as far as I know, still have never admitted the mistake on the evening uh, news or Good Morning America. So ABC's credibility is right up there with NBC's. It was just a few days ago that uh, Ronan Farrow and that Hillary uh, said that Hillary Clinton leaned on NBC to get his Harvey Weinstein story quashed. And he says the world hasn't heard anything close to the truth, the full truth about Matt Lauer. The facts in it stand on their own pretty firmly. I think the important thing about the Matt Lauer story is that it, too, is bigger than one person. It is about a company that was told about a problem repeatedly for years, struck settlements with women with complaints about Matt Lauer and about whom senior executives were told. I spoke to some of those executives myself, and yet they allowed an individual to continue to stay at that company, and other people allegedly got hurt as a result. This is the cost of a cover-up. The book refers to seven complaints that I uncovered about Matt Lauer, and some of those are described in detail by name. Some of those individuals remain too frightened to come forward by name, and I think when you look at the kind of smear campaign that is spun up against this kind of reporting and 
these kinds of accusers that are brave enough to come forward, uh, you can see very readily why it takes so much bravery and why such a tiny fraction of victims do speak out. And these are the networks who were so quick to uh, believe every accusation against Brett Kavanaugh last year. But talk to a liberal and they'll tell you that uh, Fox News is faux news, you know, F-A-U-X news. and has no credibility. We'll be right back. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Sagerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today. This is John Stagerwald. Medicare is confusing. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions, and they have the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for another year? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year, and how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it all together? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses is not just on cost, but quality, with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. Why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Call 724-884-1496 today. 724-884-1496 or visit them at MarleyFG.com. That's MarleyFG.com. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Not only do we have great grills, but also the best hot patio heaters. We are the nationwide distributor for Bromic Radiant Patio Heaters, the very best patio heater that you can get. The Bromic heaters use the same radiant burner technology as our Solaire infrared grills, so they heat up fast and keep you warm so you can enjoy your backyard grill and outdoor living spaces into the night and all year round. Bromic heaters have stylish contemporary designs that fit perfectly in backyard and restaurant patios. We have gas and electric models to suit most installation needs and a portable gas heater that directs the heat where you want it, not the bushes and walls like the mushroom heaters. For top quality performance and aesthetics, you want Bromic Radiant Patio Heaters and Solaire Infrared Grills. Learn about these amazing grills and heaters at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't chase trends. We focus on one thing, quality. We only use the highest quality materials to build our mattresses and box springs. And we put all of our products through the ringer, testing new designs and materials at our test center in Cleveland, Ohio. If a new feature or technology doesn't offer a true benefit, we don't put it in our products. At the Original Mattress Factory, our focus is on what makes a great mattress, not a great markup. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. At the Original Mattress Factory, our mattresses and box springs aren't just American-made, they're hometown-made. Our products are hand-built one at a time in local factories using only the highest quality materials. And each of our employees is also an owner. So when you purchase from the Original Mattress Factory, you're not only getting a quality mattress at a factory direct price, you're also supporting your local economy. Visit an Original Mattress Factory location near you to see what Hometown Made is all about. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, today is uh, Election Day, and uh, there's some important races going on around the country. Uh, One of them is in Kentucky. That's where Donald Trump was last night. There's a governor's race there that, according to what I'm looking at here, the Mason-Dixon line poll from a few days ago said it was uh, tied at 46-46. 
Uh, the the um, the in, incumbent is Matt Bevan, and the tra- challenger is the uh, Democratic Attorney General Andy Bashir. Yesterday we uh, played the ad for you that uh, and it, it, which touched on one of our favorite subjects here, the stupidity of the Equality Act and how it will allow uh, not allow but forbid anybody from preventing a man from competing against a w- woman in sports. All female athletes want is a fair shot in competition, at a scholarship, at a title, at victory. What if that shot was taken away by a competitor who claims they're a girl but was born a boy? Andy Bashir supports legislation that would destroy girls' sports. He calls it equality. Maybe, but is it fair? Vote against Andy Bashir. He's too extreme for Kentucky. Yep, and that uh, that was a TV ad, and you just obviously, uh, I don't think you saw the pictures there on radio, but um, that was a the video was of a young girl running on a track, and then as the camera pulls back, you see a boy passing her on the track and winning the race. Uh, so that's been one of my uh, favorite subjects here, and uh, one of the things I've tried to do is get um, both Mike Doyle and Connor Lamb, either one or both of them. First, we've asked him multiple times to be on the show to talk about it, and Mike Doyle's assistant has turned us down. Uh, Connor Lamb uh, has not even responded to our, our requests, like we didn't exist. Uh, and um, and then we asked just for a statement on the issue of you know the Equality Act and if it's passed, which every Democrat was unanimously in favor of it. So uh, if it passes. The effect that it would have on uh, could have on girls, women's sports, and we just wanted a statement if they're okay with that. And both, well, again, Connor Lamb ignored it, and Mike Doyle uh, sent uh, after Aaron Byrne, our producer, sent a very nice and polite and professional email to them each of them, asking for a statement. Again, Connor Lamb ignored us. Mike Doyle sent back a three-word answer. Aaron, sorry, no. That was that was a response. So this is good because this is going to be an issue. In uh, it is already an issue in this uh, campaign in uh, in uh, Kentucky. But here's an ad by the GOP Young Guns, and guess who they're talking about here? This isn't the Democratic Party Connor Lamb thought it was. The socialist left controls his party. His party controls him. They want control of the White House, and they want it now. That's what impeachment's all about. Control. One party's power play nullifying the last election, stealing the next one. That's not democracy. That's theft. Socialist Democrats will steal your vote. Tell Lamb, stop caving to party bosses. Vote no on impeachment. The NRCC is responsible for the content of this advertising. How about that? That's the GOP Young Guns. Uh, I haven't been able to get a hold of them uh, to tell them that uh, Connor Lamb is invisible. We can't find him. He's hiding. I don't know where he is, but uh, he's never seen. And uh, Sean Parnell is running against him, and he's a pretty good candidate. And uh, it's going to be is not going to be an easy one. Uh, Mike Doyle is probably going to be. Uh, unopposed, so he'll just he can go out and he can run around town naked and still get elected. But um, but uh, Connor Lamb's going to have Sean Parnell to deal with, and Sean Parnell will be here on the show uh, at five thirty on Friday. I think it's five thirty. Well, it'll be on Friday. It might be five fifteen, but it'll be Friday. And uh, by the way, uh, both Connor y- uh, Lamb and Mike Doyle are invited to come on with him if they'd like. I'm sure they'd love to come on and debate him on this subject. Uh, We'll come back and talk about one of my favorite subjects uh, in just a little bit here, dogs. That that would be war dogs. We're going to talk to the uh, guy from the United States War Dog Association and talk about those war dogs like the one involved in getting the head of ISIS a couple weeks ago. Stick around. 
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The White House says the latest impeachment transcripts prove that the inquiry is a sham. Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham says the transcripts from U.S. Ambassador Gordon Sondland and former Special Envoy Kurt Volker show there is even less evidence for this illegitimate impeachment sham than previously thought. She points to Sondland's statement that he did not know why the Trump administration suspended aid to Ukraine. That's what he originally testified. However, Sondland revised his testimony this week, acknowledging there was a quid pro quo. Greg Clegston, the White House. Meanwhile, President Trump is on voters' minds as Virginians decide whether Republicans or Democrats will control Virginia's legislature. The Old Dominion is a marquee warm-up for the 2020 election cycle. On Wall Street, another record is the Dow is up by 30 points to 27,492. This is SRN News. If credit card debt has you down, nonprofit Trinity Debt Management can help. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees, and drastically reduce your interest. You'll pay thousands less than you originally owed. It's not a loan. It's a way to become debt-free and possibly improve your credit score. So call Trinity and talk to a certified counselor. They'll explain their proven program to you with no pressure, just practical solutions and hope for tomorrow. Are you ready to pay off your credit cards in less time for less money? Then call for a free no-obligation debt analysis and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Gather up your bills and call this toll-free number for a free, no-obligation debt analysis. Call 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Larry Elder says education doesn't always equal informed. This is not about IQ. It's not about whether or not you've done well on your aptitude test. There are people that have a great deal of prestigious credentials, high IQs, high scores, who are absolutely either devoid of common sense or have bought into stuff that they've heard on television, have not bothered to research it themselves. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7 on AM 1250. The answer. Governor Tom Wolf's plan for Pennsylvania to join the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative passes neither the sniff test nor basic fact-checking. Analysis by the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy concludes the desire to join what is known as REGIE is more about extracting a carbon tax than anything to do with the environment. Learn more about this dubious plan at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional public policy thinking has been challenged every day since 1995. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy & Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. This is the Entertainment Answer. Why does actor Woody Harrelson think films like Midway are so important? I think it's important in getting the people's concept of World War II right because people are not generally familiar with the Battle of Midway. I wasn't, and when I talk about it to people, they don't know about it, you know? So I, I think it's great that the people who were involved in it are getting the credit they deserve. Midway, rated PG-13. For this Entertainment Answer, I'm Matt Mungle. Hey, Mike, how's the house coming along? <sighs> needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The AC just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask Home Advisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's the cost? Actually, Home Advisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. Home Advisor. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. We've got a backup outbound Liberty Tunnels. That because of an earlier accident now cleared up. You're jammed from the Liberty Bridge to approaching Sawmill Run Boulevard. We've also got delays on outbound 28. Plenty of volume there, Chestnut Street to the Highland Park Bridge. Inbound delays on the Parkway West, 376 heavy from Airport Expressway to 60 and 79 to Roslyn Farms Road. Also Green Tree Road to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. 
Clearing and colder tonight, but it will be 28. Then tomorrow you'll see bright sunshine, but it's going to stay chilly with the high just 49. We'll have increasing cloudiness tomorrow night with a low 36. Rain will begin toward daybreak. Rain at times Thursday and chilly with the high only 43. That rain likely ends as a little snow and flurries Thursday night. There might be a small accumulation, especially in the laurels. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Streit. Our phone lines are open at 844-302-1250. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. It wasn't long ago that uh, after the U.S. Special Forces killed the, the leader of uh, ISIS, that was a couple of weeks ago, uh, when the dog that was involved in the attack and was injured became a major topic around the country. Everybody concerned about it, the dog's health. And the word is that, uh, I believe it's a she, is fine now and back to work. And where do these dogs come from and how are they trained? Well, Ron Aiello is the president of the United States War Dogs Association, and he joins us now. Ron, thanks for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. So uh, what ex- exactly is the U.S. War Dog Association? Uh, we're a support organization for uh, military dogs that are on active duty and also in retirement. Uh, you know, we send care packages if they need any special equipment that they can't get while they're overseas, we provide it. And in their retirement years, we have a number of health programs for them uh, because when they retire, they're kind of cut off from all support. So that's where we step in and, uh, and we give them all the support uh, that they need. When does, uh, when does it become uh, apparent or is there, a, is there a definite cutoff time and age limit uh, that when they are retired? Uh, normally a dog starts at about two years old and they work probably about six, seven years. So they're around nine years old, uh, you know, when they retire and they've only got a couple of years left to live, you know, and, and yeah. that's why we want to make them comfortable in their retirement years. I mean, they work just as hard as, as, as a soldier does. Mm-hmm. They train the same way. Uh, and six, seven years is, is a long time for a dog to, to work uh, that hard. Yeah. Uh, um, is it mostly Belgian Malinois? No, there's three uh, breeds of dog that are used. German Shepherds, Belgian Malinois, and Labrador Retrievers. Now, they're all trained in explosive detection, but the Labrador Retriever is not trained in to be aggressive. The Doberman, or I mean, I'm sorry, the German Shepherd and the Belgian Malinois, they're trained to be an aggressive dog. So they're the ones that are going into a combat situation, leading patrols like this one where they took out the ISIS leader. I'm a Golden Retriever guy, and I remember when I got my first Golden Retriever puppy, the vet said to me, um, he'll, be, he's a, he'll be a nice watchdog for you. He'll bark, but when the guy comes in to rob you, he'll help him take the stuff out. So, right, he'll, uh, he'll go home with the robber. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I, I know that a golden retriever would never work, but I, I can understand the Labrador retriever would be more for um, um, scent and tracking and things like that? Exactly, yeah. They they're use Labrador retrievers are used for explosive uh, specialized explosive detection, and they're also used as tracker dogs. The the, the Marine Corps uses them as tracker dogs, and, uh, which uh, tracker dogs is uh, that's uh, we used to say in Vietnam, the coming contact again with with the enemy is if the enemy retreated and they went into hiding, then you would send a tracker team in, and they would actually track them down and. and <clears throat> connect with the enemy again yeah now did you actually were you in the service and worked with the dog yourself yeah i was uh i was one of the first of 30 marine scout dog teams to be deployed in vietnam uh got there in march of 66 wow you've been around yeah, a while so so that's that's my experience you know as, as a dog handler and combat and you say uh, of course i'm sorry yeah. no, no i was gonna say I, I, did I did i hear you right you said you were involved in the tracking well, we were as scout dogs. You're <laughs> you're involved with everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're multi-trained purpose dogs. Uh, you leave, what we would do is we would go out in front of the patrol, say a search and destroy mission, and we would go out in front. And our dogs were trained to detect uh, explosives. Uh, we call them booby traps back then. They call them IEDs now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a sniper in a tree, an enemy ambush, a punji pit hole. The dogs were trained to detect all this. They would learn on the danger, and then we would have to decipher what the dog is telling us. 
Uh, in other words, if she, if my dog Stormy, she stopped and, and she looked, uh, say, at 11 o'clock across the field at about three 400 yards, and, and the wind's coming right, I could decipher, well, we have an enemy ambush in, in the tree line there. Wow. Uh, so, so, so that's the important part is deciphering what she's telling you. No. Uh, and that's what that's what we did. So it's the same thing as tracking too. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's we smelled uh, the the dogs that we used, the scout dogs in Vietnam. They they took the scent out of the air. They didn't sniff the ground at all. We didn't want them to sniff ground, so they could actually pick up human scent or explosive scent in the air. And if you're in in a field clearing area, uh, and it, it, they could smell up at a thousand yards away. This is off the subject a little bit, but I've always wondered about this. Uh, from the time I was covering the Steelers and traveling with the Steelers right after 9-11, I was flying on their charter. And when, when prior to 9-11, we would just get off the bus, the team bus, um, underneath the stadium and walk to the press box. Um, and then after 9-11, we, were, uh, we, we had to be frisked by the yes. security when we got off the bus. And I remember going into Cincinnati a few weeks into the season, and the uh, the security guy said, "Just line your gentlemen, just uh, stay here with your put your suitcases in front of you." And they brought out two labs, and they came by and sniffed, and it took them about thirty seconds to you know to to check out the entire team, and maybe a little longer than that. And I said to the guy, "Why aren't there? Why why doesn't everybody do this?" He said, "These are the only two bomb sniffing dogs." In Hamilton County, which is uh, Cincinnati, and okay. so my question is, why aren't uh, and this is this may not be military, but it's government security. Why aren't there more dogs at airports? Oh, oh t- TSA. The TSA is bringing in many, many more dogs, hundreds of dogs. They are, and uh, they're being trained right now. Uh, and and there's go- they're going to the. Uh, the floppy ear type dog, instead of the German Shepherd, Belgian Malinois, you know, with the pointed ears, yeah. they're going to the Labrador Retrievers and some of the other dogs that have floppy ears. And the reason they're doing that is, you know, you have children flying, mm-hmm. and 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 you don't want to scare the children, you know, before they get on the flight. Right. So they, the floppy ear dogs are more friendly looking. Would my golden uh, retriever qualify for yeah, that? Yeah, golden retrievers. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, and so they're they're bringing more of the floppy ear dogs in, and they're bringing them in by the hundreds. They're training them now. Well, that's good. And uh, and uh, not matter of fact, I just had one over here about a week ago. Stop by, uh, and just a great great dog. And they're very you know the, the new training is now they don't even have to. You can walk by a dog. Say you had explosives on you, <laughs> narcotics. You walk by the dog, and the dog just happens to walk behind you 10 feet. He could smell, or she could smell the scent in the air. So if you're, uh, what it's if called, I... What it's if, called vapor wake. Wow. And what, what and if I had take, a gun? Yeah. What if it just it was a gun? or, or a, Oh, yeah. Same thing. Smell, pick up be, the scent of the powder? Be, it, could be, it could be one bullet in your pocket. Wow. I, it's funny and you say the dog, that. The dog will detect it. It's funny you say that because I've trained some dogs myself, and and I, I, I was fascinated. I would always, When I would go to these places and uh, I'd see the dog, uh, you know, the security people with the dogs, I was always asking them questions. And somebody told me once that you could take a bullet and put it in a big suitcase right in the middle of all the clothes, and uh, if a dog came by and sniffed that suitcase, he would, he would uh, alert. He'd show that he, he would. Yes, yes, he would. One bullet in a, in a big suitcase. One, one bullet with all the scents that are in there, with the with the clothes right. and the laundry and, detergent. And a dog, a dog, a dog's sense of smell is so great. Uh, you know, when we sit down and have an Italian spaghetti dinner, we we, we smell the sauce. Mm-hmm. The dog smells the sauce, the tomatoes, the oregano, the garlic. They smell everything. Yeah, they separate sauce, them. The pepper. Yeah. They can separate them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, their nose is so strong. Uh, and so if you took a bullet or a little gunpowder and you mix it in with other ingredients, they're still going to smell it because they separate it all. It's amazing. Now, I've got to yeah, ask they you, are amazing. We're talking to Ron Aiello. He's the president of the United States War Dogs Association. So when you heard the story about uh, Baghdadi and, and the fact that they caught him and you heard the story, uh, just whatever you got from the media or whatever you heard about it, right? Um, 
Were you able to picture what you thought the dog did in that situation based on the account you got? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I could I could visualize it. So, what do you think happened? Uh, they were tra- tra- tracking him down, and he was on a run. And uh, the dog and the handlers out in front of the patrol. And see, in my thought, you know, they said he was running, he was yelling, he was screaming, and all that stuff. Now, why was he doing that? Was he actually frightened, or was he warning the other ICE members up ahead? Or going down this tunnel, uh, was he setting them up for a trap? Oh. You don't know in that scenario. So, I mean, when I say setting up a trap, they have a lot of IEDs over there. They could have set up that tunnel or that area with some IEDs, where she knew where they were. And he could skirt around them or <laughs> drill them. And then the troops coming right behind them would walk right into it. Wow. Okay, but with the dog up front, you got two things. You got an aggressive dog tracking this guy, and the other thing, it's an explosive detection dog. Oh. So if there are IEDs in the road, the first thing the dog's going to do, he's going to smell it ahead of time. He's going to so- stop and sit down. That's an alert. That's tremendous. Stop, sit down, and that means we got explosives. Everybody stop. So that, that's a safety precaution. Uh, with having that dog out front, it's to me. I, I always call it the first line of defense. Mm-hmm. You know, we we lead the way, and they definitely lead the way. So, um, so if I'm if if the dog is running through into a tunnel, and there are IEDs in there, how far will the dog be away from the IED buried in the ground before he stops and sits? Oh, he'll come. Uh, he'll probably come pretty close to it. I, I couldn't say it. it would depend on the dog itself. Yeah. Uh, on their sense of smell and, and and but I would say it would be I would say it would be pretty close. Yeah, and that, that that's yeah, so it would be pretty close. And then he's but also they, an attack but they, dog. But you know they stop on a dime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. I mean they they smell they smell that that scent. They don't take another step or two. They stop immediately. Wow. Now, how long does yeah. it take to train a dog like that to be able to, to well, so that you have the confidence in him, you can follow behind him? Well, normally dogs, they go through basic obedience, advanced basic obedience, and then they specialize in one area or the other, which is narcotics or explosion, and then you go another three months or four months with that. But they're constantly training through their, their whole time in the military. New, new explosives, they find new explosives, so they start training the dog with new explosives. Uh, and then in this case, you have, you got Delta Force Special Ops, uh, these dogs are, they, I mean, they train constantly. And in this case, they probably trained for about three, two, three weeks before the mission actually started. And for those two or three weeks, this dog and his handler and, and the team of uh, soldiers, they train every day together. And they go over and over and over the scenarios. So when it's time... For the mission, they're totally in sync with each other. That dog knows everything that handler wants them to know. And and then they, they may, we don't know, the dog may have had some infrared equipment on with them, a uh, camera, because they, they put uh, cameras on the dogs now, yeah. mm-hmm. and they, they put earbuds in the dog's ears, and then uh, the handler has a, a mic, microphone and earbuds, and he's got a little monitor on his arm, and he can see everything the dog can see. Wow! Even if the, even if the dog's you know ten feet in front of him, the dog stops and, and looks to the right or looks to the left. He can see to the right or the left on the monitor. Would not not something you want to mess with if you're an ISIS member. I got a, no, not at all. Hey, Ron, I got about two minutes left, and I I want to make sure you get a chance to talk about the association here, um, adoption, uh, those kinds of things. Uh, have you got a couple minutes? You want to tell people how they can get involved oh, and sure. help out. Uh, well, we do, with the retired dogs, we, we have a free prescription drug program for all our retired dogs. We have 880 dogs on it as of this morning that are to give their medications. We provide wheelchairs for the, for the retired dogs when they no longer can work. We have an emergency room reimbursement care. Uh, we have, uh, we just started a new program for dogs coming back with PTSD. Uh, and, uh, we have, an, of course, an end of life. Uh, program for the dogs also and then we just started last about six months ago we're starting to train rescue dogs for veterans with ptsd 
And if anybody you know wants more information on it, they can go to our website at uswardogs.org, and, and all our programs are there, and they can contact me and ask me any question they'd like. Well, uh, that's great. Those dogs are amazing. I'm a, I'm a dog person, and, uh, and I can never get enough of uh, watching these dogs and, and seeing what they can do. It's just, and, and I think they can do more than most people can even imagine. What, what they're yes. actually doing out there. Right? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm totally in love with them. I mean, they're amazing animals. And, and for me to be able to be involved with this in some little way, small way, I, I mean, it's just very rewarding for me. Yeah, I, I, you may disagree with this, but I'm on record as saying that the golden retriever is the planet's most perfect creature. But, you know, I guess it's not good, they're, if, not perfect great. if I need them to attack yep. somebody. No, but they're great <laughs> service dogs. Yeah, absolutely. They hey, are great service dogs. Hey, Ron, I appreciate it. I'd like to have you on right, again well, sometime. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, that's Ron Aiello, right. United States War Dogs Association. We'll be right back. very successful, affluent society for many people. Yet, it's also true that there are people that are being left out of that. And how do we reach those people? Joelle Gilliam, Executive Director at Light of Life Rescue Mission on Pittsburgh's North Side. So part of what Light of Life does is that we help them in our education and employment program to connect with workforce development, to look at the skill gap that exists. And so we're partnering with places like the community college. We're taking our clients once they are clean and they're ready to move on, now they can actually get credentialed in an area where they can be hired to work with uh, UPMC or Google or or Amazon or these other places. And so it provides an on-ramp for those who are left out to get back involved in society. Help someone else find their comeback story. To become a monthly partner or make a one-time gift, visit lightoflife.org slash give today. lightoflife.org slash give. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Do you want to get rid of your expensive landline, save money, but keep your important home telephone number? Then OurOldNumber.com has the perfect solution. OurOldNumber.com allows you to keep your home phone number and cancel that expensive landline connection. With OurOldNumber.com, calls from family and friends to your home phone number are answered by a personal greeting from you. The caller selects which family member they want to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded to that family member's cell phone. Your important home phone number is still your number. It's still in directory assistance, and no matter where you happen to be, you'll never miss a call. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. There are no long-term contracts, and it's only $9.99 per month. Best of all, OurOldNumber.com eliminates those annoying sales calls. Now, your home telephone number can be as mobile as you and your family are with OurOldNumber.com. Visit OurOldNumber.com to learn more and get started today. OurOldNumber.com You started your business with nothing but a great big idea. They told you it couldn't be done, but that just made you work harder to prove them wrong. Now look at you, ready to take on the world. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South gets where you're coming from. When they said they wanted to create great big graphics for great big ideas like yours in less time than anyone else, they were told it couldn't be done. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South just smiled and said, oh yeah, watch us. When you need a large format printing partner who can provide high quality visual graphics in stunning detail, from trade show displays to outdoor signs, 3M brand vehicle wrap for your fleet, to window graphics, banners, and decals. 
Speed Pro Pittsburgh South can handle most jobs in two days or less and can roll with last-minute change-ups without breaking a sweat. Who says it can't be done? For a free quote, visit speedpropghsouth.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. No, we told you about the uh, Kentucky uh, race for governor, something you might want to be looking for tonight on uh, the news if you're watching. Uh, There's a little piece here on The Federalist. And um, this is a, it's about it's by uh, Adam Schaefer, and he's talking about the advertising that they've uh, done in this campaign and how much they've used this whole transgender thing. See, I've been harping on this for a while and trying to get Connor Lamb or Mike Doyle to talk about it, and they just will not respond to us. And uh, I just think this is a huge thing. I think they're really stupid to be supporting this. Uh, it's not so much Doyle because, as, as I said, he's running unopposed. He could he could run around naked down at uh, Gateway Center and nobody would nobody would care. But he'd still get elected. But uh, Connor Lamb's likely to have a tougher race. Well, this uh, piece says that uh, most of the advertising for Bevin was focused has focused on Trump. Uh, he's with him and is, with an issue such as immigration, the opioid crisis, and abortion. But if Bevan does win today's election, it will be in no small part due to a unique targeted advertising campaign informing voters of Bashir's stance on transgender athletes unfairly competing with girls against girls in sports. Uh, this may not be an issue at top uh, of top priority to voters, but it effectively highlights Bashir's ideological distance from the typical voter in Kentucky. This is what I'm saying. Hey, Connor, if you're listening out there, uh, you better figure out a way not to support this part of the Equality Act. When deployed to scientifically identified group of voters, it tips a substantial portion of them into Bevin's column. That's the incumbent. We recently tested messages for the campaign for American principles and found that focusing on Bashir's support for, quote, a law that forces all female sports teams to allow men and boys to compete against women and girls moves voters to Bevin in a big way. Exposing voters to the transgender sports message boosts Bevan's two-party support by plus 10 points overall from 46 to 56 percent. The best persuasion targets move plus 18 points from 43 percent to 65. That's the way that uh, Connor Lamb could lose because of this issue. And if he sticks with it, I hope he does. We're going to talk to the guy running against him on Friday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.